Welcome to the Go After Your Passion podcast with Christina Crowley. Live a life you love. If not now, when? Here's Christina. Welcome to the podcast. Today I have with me Stephanie Miller. She is the author of The Butterfly Blueprint, How to Renew Your Mind and Grow Your Faith. I've read the book. I think it's wonderful. So welcome, Stephanie. I'm glad to have you today. Yes. Thank you, Christina, so much oh. for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. You're so welcome. So, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Stephanie. So I am, um, professionally, I am a personal and spiritual growth coach, as well as an author and a speaker. My ministry is called Butterfly Beginnings, and I look at helping women transform into who God has called them to be, especially through kind of this idea of through the circumstances and through the ebb and flow of life, either changes and transitions that they bring on themselves or changes and transitions that we didn't expect, like COVID, <laughs> for yeah. example, yeah, um, to come in and just help them navigate and just keep God as the anchor and keep that hope at the forefront um, of their life and what they're doing. Um, personally, I am a mom to two young kids. I have a almost three-year-old and an almost one-year-old. The second one, I can't believe that he's almost one. I feel like the second one just flies by, um, as well as an army wife. And we currently live in the beautiful state of Colorado. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you for that. And so your passion is writing, but it's also your faith and your ministry. How have you combined those together? And what was the catalyst that got you started on that path? So it was one of those stories where I was at a very low point. I had kind of this identity crisis, this idea of, I don't know who I am, almost a purpose crisis, if you will. I was newly married. We had moved away um, from family and friends. I had left my career that I had built where we lived before. So I was really starting over and I didn't know what starting over looked like. So I had one of those moments where you're down there and you're at the lowest of the low. And I was just crying out to God, God, what is my purpose what do you have for me there has to be something more than what I'm doing and that's when he kind of led me to this idea of Christian life coaching taking my psychology background which before I had no desire to do any sort of therapy or relational work or talk to people I wanted that psychology degree just to teach and do research but I feel like he's used that to kind of transform me into being a relational person, wanting to sit down, build these connections with individuals and help them build connections with other people as well. So through the coaching, I've been able to just uh, delve into more of the ministry of writing and speaking, just bringing the connections and bringing the community that has supported me and encouraged me and helped to give me the resources and the tools um, to make that possible. So really, it's just been a multifaceted thing that I didn't see coming, but it's been such a privilege to be able to pursue the passion of writing, pursue the passion of speaking, and at the heart of that, keeping my faith, keeping just my purpose at the focus. Yeah, I I read the book, and I think it's, it's an amazing book. It's, it's, you know, I love how you talked about the caterpillar turning into the butterfly and there's one quote from the book where you say but what if it stopped there what if the butterfly even though equipped with wings never tried to fly and the process you take it through of the experience of growing your faith of the um 
to that of the caterpillar turning into the butterfly is, you know, it's very relatable. It's, it's very interesting. And uh, what, what made you think of that? What brought you to that kind of a, of a comparison to, for people to be able to relate to? So butterflies have always been kind of a special part of my life. Um, butterflies are significant on my mother's side, back to my great, great, great grandma. There's pictures and then there's just been symbolism. I've been surrounded by butterflies my whole life, um, specifically. And I was in my wedding, I had a butterfly release. So I had this kind of this setting the stage almost, if you will, of butterflies. And then when I went to my coaching certification and training, um, I had no desire to do any sort of ministry or business. I was just doing it for personal growth and transformation purposes. But then that's where I felt God calling me to open up the coaching ministry of Butterfly Beginnings. So from there, the butterfly just started to become a natural progression and a natural choice. But with the book, I had nothing. When I first wrote the book, I had nothing with the butterfly. The butterfly was added later on when I went back after I put the book on the shelf when I found out I was pregnant with my son. I'm like, okay, now is not the time to try to publish this book. Um, and so I put that away. And then when I picked it back up earlier this year, that's when this secondary idea of this butterfly and this analogy and this metaphor, if you will, just kind of seamlessly started to weave in with the other five key principles that I already had outlined in the book. So the butterfly was definitely an, an afterthought, but it was very, it was very purposeful and woven in through um, careful direction and careful consideration. I think it, it really makes it relatable. And I think your book is very relatable. It's, it's not a bunch of stereotypes of, of somebody going through this process. And I think that, that you're, you're able to teach more that way. And I got so much out of it because of that. And uh, I, I think that chapter five was one of my favorite chapters, the label maker. Me too. Because <laughs> uh, it's, it's we all go through that and we don't all shed that as we get older. And uh, it also, I think the quote from that that I took is, uh, your value isn't who you will become, it is in who you are right now. Mm -hmm. And and I think it also, it's, this book is important for questioning who you are and who you become and why you become. And, and it's so you can have the tomorrow that, that really is best for you. And if you have faith, then I think it, it just has that extra oomph to it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's written very relatable in terms of if you're searching or if you don't even know what you're searching, I also include a quote in the book that you don't know what you've been missing until it arrives. So you only know what you know. So there's a whole nother level or a whole nother area in your life that you may have not even tapped into. And I think that's one of the things is when we are sitting in the comfortable, when we're sitting in the familiar, then we're not allowing ourselves to grow and to step out and to really live out our full purpose and our full passion. So yeah, I absolutely believe that it is relatable and it's applicable and we have to stop essentially like you mentioned with chapter five, allowing those labels and allowing those things that have either we started believing or people have told us and we started believing um, to dictate how we're living our life. So eventually like the caterpillar who will eventually shed its skin, we need to do the exact same thing. And I think an important part of the book is 
change isn't comfortable. We, you know, we want what we want at the end, but the process of going through that isn't comfortable. And why is it so important? I mean, that was a, that was a, a theme highlighted throughout the book. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of challenges did you overcome uh, through your own process? So I feel like I'm going to give another analogy here, but it has really helped me. Um, I heard someone say it at some point, but it has really helped me that in life, in the decisions you make and the choices you make, you get to choose whether you are having fear help dictate your choices or you're having faith dictate your choices. And a friend of mine said, yeah, we're on a road trip of life and we have either fear or faith chilling with us in the front seat. So our front seat friend, either fear or faith, we usually allow them to, you know, maybe help control the radio station, the music we're listening to, help navigate our direction and help us guide us and direct us. But the back seat person usually doesn't get a say in what's on the radio, what we're listening to, or um, how to navigate or our directions. So I love this idea and I try to almost mentally picture myself just driving my car, driving, navigating life, and just having faith in the passenger side with me, just going and pursuing, and fear is there. I'm acknowledging that fear is there in the back seat. It absolutely is, but I'm not allowing fear to dictate where I am going, and fear is not choosing what music I listen to or how I'm going to go. I acknowledge it's there, and if it's like my toddler, it's probably going to make a big, big fuss and a big, big scene, and the best way to calm someone, especially a toddler that is making a fuss scene, is to come gentle, acknowledge that it's there, but not try to change and not try to manipulate the situation. So fear is there, and it's not going forth without fear. It's going forth in spite of feeling that fear in faith. Yeah, because most fear-based, fear-based uh, choices are usually don't carry much uh a value to yourself and I think faith-based choices show the value that you have in yourself would yeah. you agree with that absolutely absolutely and I know I make another mention in the book about the decisions we make operating out of fear or operating out of love and I had a specific instance not too long ago where um, well my, I guess it was almost a year ago with my son I had to choose okay well was what decision was I going to make was I going to try for the VBAC or was I going to try to a repeat cesarean so I chose the repeat cesarean but my basis for doing so was completely out of love it was not out of fear so I think decisions might differ for different people based on their heart motive on are you operating out of fear or are you operating out of love yeah because i think for us to be able to grow we need to get beyond the fear and Mm -hmm. that is that is what's most i think important to us in our in our journey and so what is i there's a lot of lessons in the book but what do you think is a big lesson that we can come away with by reading the whole book, uh, you know, going through the, through the chapters, there's a lot of questions there. What do you think is a big lesson that either you learned from it or people you, who, you know, who've read it have learned from it or that you want people to learn from it? Yeah, absolutely. I think that like we had mentioned a little bit earlier that you have to be able to step out of your comfort zone 
And you have to be willing, not only ready, but you have to be willing to maybe give up that perceived control or that area that you feel like you are managing well enough. So there has to be this readiness and this willingness to step into the unknown. And of course, we don't like the unknown. Um, but with that willingness and with that um, ability to be able to step into the unknown, that's when we are able to see our story start to shape us. And we start to learn that our story is not about us necessarily. It's about our story and how it impacts others. So while the caterpillar is really focused on itself and the world and approval and everything that is just what it can see from its limited perspective, the butterfly, on the other hand, looks more at the purpose and everything that it has gone through is not without a purpose. And so sharing that, being authentic and being transparent, that's probably another huge key theme within the book is our transformation emerges from our transparency. So our ability to be real with other people helps shape us and define us. And through the story of our story being told to other people who desperately need to hear it, whether they are walking through what we've been through or they um, have, are currently in the situation or know someone that's in the situation, that's when I feel like there is so much power in healing and being able to share our story with others. So that is definitely a huge other big component of the book that I want to just have everyone take away is that our story is not our story. Our story is there to share with others. Now, of course, we need to be careful on who we share all of the information with. Um, but again, I talk about that in the book. I talk about the right type of people to share, the safe spaces to share, um, being authentic and being able to have that special accountability. And I think that that's really important because, uh, you know, it's sharing is such a big part of it and being careful who you share it to is, is just as important. I, I read, I, that's one part I really remember. And another part of the book that I really liked was giving up control. Um, and I, and I can equate that with what you talked with a little bit about COVID and the, and what people are having trouble with and they don't have control. I don't think anybody realizes they never really had control. They felt like they had control. Yeah. But where does that correlation, and I struggle with this, where is that correlation of giving up control, getting more of what you want, having something better if you don't have control to force it to happen? Yeah, yeah. I think that, that I think that that's a common question a lot of people talk about is if I have control, then I know what to expect. Control is a lot about expectation. Um, we don't necessarily like the unknown, like we're living in now. We don't like this unknown, this how long is this going to last? Are we ever gonna go back to quote unquote normal? But I think when we look at this idea of perceived control, we're again, we're limiting ourselves because we, if I think, I'm gonna give another example of my toddler. If I give her this small little toy and she's holding onto it for dear life and she wants it for all of her heart and she's not willing to give it up. Well, if she's just willing to open up her hands and allow me to take that small toy and give her a much larger, much greater, much more exciting toy, then she's, her mind's gonna be blown. So we have this idea of limiting our life based on our understanding of what we need, what we want, what we desire. Um, and instead, we need to actually consider that 
maybe what we think we want is not what we want. And so that's when this idea of releasing and giving up that control really comes in. I mean, I know COVID has really put a hard, um, hard time for a lot of people, but I also think COVID has forced people to kind of sit with themselves. And a lot of people, myself included, are uncomfortable a lot of times sitting with myself, you know, and it's one of those things, it's digging deeper, it's that self-reflection, it's, okay, let's get at the core, and then once we get at the core of maybe who we think we are and what we should be doing, and then, of course, going back to chapter five about the labels, what we had, what we had been told we needed to do or should do, starting to reevaluate and reassess that, then we can start to grow beyond those limitations. Yeah, I think that that's, it's such a, it's such a big theme in our lives right now. And I think some people call it, you know, um, who aren't like faith, but I think they call it like the universe having their back, you know, um, the universe um, you know, providing for them, the universe can, and God, I think can be, you know, kind of, I, for me, I, I know people call it that though. They don't want to say the G word. Um, and I don't think this book is about that. I think it's, a, I do think it's about finding your faith. I do think it's about God. I do think it's about your relationship with Jesus, but I think it's, you know, it's about that creates a better you. It creates mm -hmm. a better me. It creates, and, and that thing of your world just opening up um, by allowing that into your life, I think is, it's it's a lesson that's being taught in many different ways. And, um, and I really liked how you taught it in the book. Because uh, in giving up control, it never feels, it never feels like you are. And um, I think you give some great examples of that. And... So that is, you know, kind of what I think about this with your transformation, with this being able to transform people's lives. And uh, when you first started writing the book, did you think that it might have that effect on people? Were you wanting that effect on people? Uh, what was your, what was more, what was your purpose behind, behind it? So I started writing the book mostly because I felt like it was something I needed. I felt like it was something I needed to do. So writing really was extremely therapeutic and it always is in healing for me. I kind of initially start writing for myself and even my blogs now, I just, I write for myself. It's just a way for me to kind of take everything that's in my mind, everything that's inside me and just release it out on paper. And as I'm writing and as I'm typing, I start to get kind of these realizations and these insights and these ideas and these examples and these suggestions. Um, I mean, I would love to tell you that with this book, I, I wrote it for a very specific market, a very specific person, but I wrote it because it was on, it was on my heart and it was on my heart to share with other people with that. And I love that I'm hearing all of these kind of these confined um, regulations that I said, well, this book won't be for men and it probably won't be for anyone who's not, you know, calling themselves a Christian. But I'm loving now that this is kind of breaking the mold because I've heard, no, this is for men. Like men enjoy yeah. these examples. They enjoy this book. They enjoy this illustration. But again, that's just an example of me, the author, limiting myself with those limited beliefs of things that I'm telling myself and really having to take them out and evaluate, is this true? You don't have any evidence to support that what you're saying is true. So writing always is kind of this self-development and self-discovery 
journey. And I think that with the additional examples and the additional questions I ask in the back of the book, I want to give the readers the opportunity to have that self-reflection and to have that understanding that my whole goal for this book is not that you are going to read it and say, oh, that's a good book, but you're going to read it literally see the transformation start to emerge in every area of your life. Yeah, because this is a book for men. This is a book for women. This is a book for the faithful. This is the book for the people who are like, eh, I don't know, uh, because it, it's about being your very best self. And there is a process to getting there. I do think, uh, or if you need to rediscover your faith, mm -hmm. um, it, I think it, the, you know, the caterpillar to the butterfly does show that real process of rediscovering your faith, your relationship with God, your relationship with Jesus. And, and um, so I do think it's, it's, it's a very well-rounded book. Um, and so I, I congratulate you on that. I think it's, um, I think it's, I think it's really awesome in that way. And so what, what would you like to say to the person who's kind of considering the book that you know or they're like i'm not sure if this is something for me yeah i think i think that's kind of a lot and especially when we start talking about oh it's going to make you think it's going to make you self-reflect it's going to put you in an uncomfortable spot but there's something in your life right now that is causing you to even consider it whether you are feeling stuck whether you're feeling just kind of, you're not able to perform how you need to perform or you're going through the motions of your life but feeling like something is missing. Or if you're like a lot of us and you feel like you're being suffocated in that cocoon, right? So we have this, this dark and this pressing and this, this kind of this binding time in our life. I would say that right there, there's a reason in and of itself that you feel compelled to even check out the book and to see it. And if you would just allow yourself, really allow yourself to step out into not knowing what you are getting into, but knowing that you are going to be learning and you're going to be growing and you're going to be able to take what you are reading and apply it and see it. It's not a how-to in terms of like, okay, we'll do this twice a week and then you'll get this result. It's a different type of how-to. So it's, it's your uniqueness and your individuality. And it's just like you said, it's just placing it into a greater level and a greater area. And someone also said before that it's giving yourself permission to be you. And I love that. So if you are already just picking up the book, considering it, give yourself permission to start it and to read it and to apply it because there's something that you must be searching for that is prompting you to pick up the book in the first place. So I would just encourage you to pick it up and just see if it's a good fit for you. And if not, that that's okay. But there's something that you're searching for and don't ignore it because trust me, it's not going to go away. It's just going to get bigger and it's going to get louder in your life. And it's going to scream at you until you do something about it. So follow that nudge, follow that instinct, follow that pull to start to make a first step to transform your life. Absolutely. And it is a great book in that way. I mean, I, I read through the first time real fast. And then the second time I went through it slower. Uh, Cause you know, it is either kind of a book. You can either read straight through it 
Um, and then the second time I went through it a little slower, you know, just kind of savoring more of, there's a lot in there. There's a lot of language in there. There's a lot of self-discovery in there. There's a lot of uh, growth in there. And uh, I think anybody, like you said, who is even slightly thinking about it, could be interested in it, deserves in themselves to allow themselves to go and go a little further in it. And mm -hmm. I think it's an amazing book. And so if someone's inspired by you today, how do they find you? How do they get in touch? How do they find the book? I know you have your ministry. I've seen it on Facebook. Uh, but, you know, you're, it sounds like you have your own blog. So tell us about that. Yes. So I have a website. It's called www.butterflybeginnings.net. So there you'll have um, my blog and you'll see weekly blog posts from me as well as the information that you need to purchase the book. It's available right now on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Um, right now it's in pre-sale, but it'll be available officially for September 22nd, but you can definitely still pre-order it and I encourage you to pre-order it. Um, so it's available. The link is on my website for that. You'll have all of that information. Um, social media wise, like you mentioned, I am active on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, my social media username for both of those is Stephanie Miller Coach, one word. So Stephanie Miller Coach um, is the, the username or handle or whatever you want to call it for both Facebook and Instagram. And I would love to connect with you. I would love to um, just have a conversation with you if you have been inspired or if you've been encouraged or if you have more questions really about what we're talking about or what I'm talking about then I would just encourage you to reach out and I would be more than happy. I would, I would love the honor and the privilege to be able to talk to you. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And I think, um, and I'll have all of those links on the website within the, wherever you're getting this podcast from, you can go there and, and find those links to, to get in touch with Stephanie and find the book. And uh, so thank you so much for being here today. Got any last words? Um, there's also a quiz you can take that's available. It will help you determine where you are. If you're more of a spiritual caterpillar or if you're more of a spiritual butterfly, it's very informative. It's a 10 question quiz, so it's not going to take you long. And I think that's a great first step to kind of see where you fall within the butterfly blueprint. Thank you very much for being with me today, Stephanie. It's a great book. Thank you, Christina. Thanks for listening to Christina. Now go after your passion.